All right, I have a question. How do I stop thinking worst case scenario? We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. All right, I'm going to just jump into a review. And this is called a realistic resource. Although I found this podcast while looking for resources to help me uh, process my husband's affair and my betrayal trauma, it's actually been a huge help for improving my marriage and other areas as well. Thank you for your frankness and honesty. I eagerly look forward to listening each week. That's cool. I like the application of that in other areas of life, which is, you know, I guess we're serving other purposes besides the obvious, right? Yeah. I actually have a couple of friends that don't have a history of betrayal or addiction and they they love our podcast it helps their their relationships <coughs> that's um, awesome just because it's good for marriage so now Which that's true i have to say thank you because oh. our name does scare people away so thank you <laughs> right? for listening. it's like do i really want this what is this going to be about but my childhood best friend growing up in spoken washington he like listened to it. he's like oh he's like dude i don't have your story but this is like there's really really red stuff yeah Awesome. Which is good. Glad to hear that. Human stuff, guys. Okay, yep. so you've got questions. You've had oh, questions this week, right? Yeah, so we've relaunched um, Shattered to Thriving, and um, we've gotten a lot of the same questions that we got with the first launch. And so we wanted to just bring one of those to the table. Um, if you have this question and you want it answered, here you go. Um, it, the Shattered to Thriving discount code is HOLIDAY, all caps, at shatteredtothriving.com, and it's going through until uh what is it halloween night yeah it will be 40 percent off so the question is and it's kind of a dual question because i get both can i do this without my spouse working it beside me second question kind of the same idea can we do this when we're separated yes so great questions um the the course it's kind of interesting because uh, i think we know in in real recovery of a relationship one of the first things that has to happen is the individual recovery has has to happen and so um that course takes you from shattered trust to thriving connection thriving intimacy um but how it does it is it is it helps you do your own work Mm, and so um is the course beneficial for both partners to go through it together absolutely that's beneficial that's ideal um but the realistic but situation might be... It, it's good for you anyways. Yeah. I mean, we talk about things like boundaries and um, you know, being honest and working through hard things and finding hope. And all of those things are good for anybody. So on an individual level, you don't have to wait for your partner to want to go through that course with you. Um, now, there are parts of the course that are done together, um, but for the most part... Most of it is just good for, for you, regardless. Yeah. Well, and one of the coolest, um, I've heard a couple of reviews from our first group uh, you know, that did the course, who said, I did it alone. My yeah. spouse wasn't ready, but I bought it because this was something to invest for myself. Went through the disclosure process. They did on their own. That, that means they, they still went through and did mm-hmm. all that we asked them to. And then they just moved forward knowing, hey, my spouse isn't ready for this part. And Absolutely. so, yeah, you can move on and move to the next module, start learning other hi- things. And then what happened is she's in a place now, you know, it's what, two months later, where she said, 
I'm going back and we're starting over, but this time we're doing it together. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. 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 We've had, I've had one, one guy give me some feedback that he, like the, he, he said, this is like the podcast, but they're, it's cool because it's not just a high level topic that addresses things generally speaking, but there are very specific, um, flows of content that are, that, that dive deep into the topics that we address module by module. And he's like, I still get the same experience from the expert. I still get Ashley and Kobe's perspective, but I get like nuts and bolts and, and all the content that I just love. So um, and, if act, you, and action items yeah, can shift. Yes. Yeah, action items that right. uh, that are doable. Um, we didn't want to overwhelm anybody with that, but it's really great content and uh, it's available. And like you said, Brandon, it's like if you're working on yourself, then it's going to have an impact on on everybody else, but it's, but especially you. And um, that's if that's your situation, then. That's and it. I'm I'm just gonna say we have what two years of free content here. So if that is a pain point for you to hear us promoting ourselves. Um, I'm not afraid to do it. I know you two aren't either because Absolutely. we believe in what we're doing yeah. and it's giving back to what you guys have been asking for. So Absolutely. There you cool. go. Yeah. What can I say one more caveat oh, to it? Oh, heck yeah. Which is um, you know that second question that you asked me, you know, if we're separated, should we do mm-hmm. it? Um, you know, the every every relationship is in a different place and um, so it's hard to speak so specifically to say you have to be in this place in order for this to work. Um, The principles in there can be beneficial to a relationship in any place. And like you said, Ashlyn, maybe they need to go through it again to, to, to get deeper with their intimacy um, down the road, but you got to start somewhere. And so if you're on a therapeutic separation, that's a great time to do that course. If you're doing really well in your recovery and you're five years into your recovery, that's great to do that course. So love it. That's yeah. awesome. All right. Okay. So how topic. do I how do I stop thinking worst case scenario? Like yeah. How do you fear cycle? Yeah. How do you stop spinning in fear? Um, you know, after betrayal, it, the symptoms of betrayal oftentimes look like uh, PTSD, and and so there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of triggers. There's a lot of stuff. And I gotta also say this isn't just for the betrayed. The addict will oh, spin man. in his fear a lot and not feel like you know he can get out of it. So how do you get out of the fear cycle? Um, one of the first things to, to, to look at is what are behaviors that you're exhibiting in your life that are behaviors that show that you're in that cycle, that you're in fear? So um, I'll give you one. Yeah, please do. <laughs> when, uh, when I am fear cycling, it's like my heart is saying one thing and then my mouth says a whole nother thing uh-huh. and it's like uh, i feel crazy yes. like what did i just do i i didn't show up how i wanted to i am responding to this like craziness yes. in my head and not what i really know is true in my heart so you're in your emotional mind yes. um which means you're 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 acting we call it acting out of limbic you're you're, you're reacting um, your your brain has control over you. You don't have control over your brain. And so you'll yell, you'll say words you don't want to say, you'll do things that you don't want to do because you're in that um, emotional mind. And so... I even will like get mad at my kids and then have to <laughs> apologize and be like, oh, Why did I just that wasn't that? even about you. Yes, <laughs> well, you'll project your yeah. emotions off 
onto other people. So yeah, I mean, there's obvious things when you're in fear. You think of fight, flight, or freeze when you're in fear. You know, if you're in fight mode, you're screaming and yelling at people, um, trying to force them to do certain things because you're in fear. So it takes some humility to, to catch yourself and say, oh my gosh, I'm projecting this emotion onto you, daughter, right? Because I'm really feeling a lot of fear inside about the my marriage right now. You know, you wouldn't say that to your daughter. You'd say <laughs> that to yourself. Right. Right. Or you look at what, what is, uh, uh, you know, flight look like. Yeah, you know, I'm totally disconnecting. I'm isolating. I'm avoiding. Even though you might be in the same household or in the same building or whatever, even in the same room, you can still isolate, right? You, you can be in that room and with your thoughts and your emotions just shut down and uh -huh. not be present there. Um, but yeah, so so look at at that. Do you are you really good at sticking your head in the sand and pretending like everything's okay when it's not because you're too afraid? to face the reality of what is. That was super, super me. I can still show up in like all three and be like, what is wrong with me? So just FYI to anyone listening and putting us on a pedestal, bring it on down because we are still trying yeah, to figure it we out. Still, right, we still right, do right. it. I, I said to somebody today, I said, I said, don't take this as too big of a compliment, but you're, you're really good at being fake. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and and what I was trying to get at is, you know, the the way past something is to go through it. Ugh, and it's painful. And it's painful. And fear is the same thing. These emotions. So, so, so when you can stick your head in the sand and you're really good at it, what you're, what you're really doing is you're preventing yourself from learning from what's going on. And that emotion is telling you, yikes, this is scary or ouch, this hurts or whatever it is. And if you don't feel it, if you don't allow yourself to go there, then you're going to stay stuck. And when you stay stuck, then you're not going to progress. And so you'll spin and you'll start seeing symptoms like anxiety and depression and addiction really come up because you're stuffing all this stuff. You're not dealing with it as it, as it comes. Um, this spawns a question for me. Um, is it possible, Brandon, to be to to be in fear to, to fear cycle in in multiple areas in life absolutely like work or family or in your in your relationship if you've got a partner it's possible to to, to fear cycle in all of those fear cycle as a parent about your kids oh man right you, we fear cycle about money constantly you know, am I going to make enough? How am I going to survive? What, what's my career going to be? What's my, you know, and you just spin and spin and spin and spin. Mm. Um, and then your relationships, uh, a common one. And, uh, you know, we talk about with the betrayed, um, the five H's. I think I've mentioned that before. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the, the cycle of fear that the betrayed goes through, which is um, you're triggered into fear you go to this place of obsession. So your thoughts, your, you ruminate. Your, and, and that's the anxiety piece, right? Just mm. what's going to happen or I should have done this, I could have done that, I could have done all these things. And then after you ru ruminate for long enough in that fear, it turns into anxiety. It starts turning into behaviors in your life. And those behaviors might not look that controlling, um, but if you're in fear, they're going to be controlling behaviors. You're trying to coerce the reality to be a certain mm. thing so that you can feel safe. 
And those behaviors can look like acting extra nice or being extra mean, <laughs> you know, one, one side or the other, um, you know, trying to be good enough and, and controlling it that way by you trying to, to be nice enough, right? Wh- whatever it is. And, and the, the difference between that and showing up powerfully in your life is when you show up with love, so, so think about the difference between fear and love. If I show up in fear, then I'm gonna try to force you to do something so that I don't get abandoned or rejected, right? Mm. When I show up in love or peace, I step into something hard, trusting that God loves me, trusting that I'm doing the right thing even though it's hard, and then I can show up powerfully and create what I want in those situations. But, but in order to show up in love and peace, it takes an element of surrender. Mm-hmm. It takes an element of faith of like, I don't know exactly how this is all going to show end, end out. I don't know how it's going to, like what God's doing here, but I'm going to let go of that. I'm going to love myself. I'm going to be boundaried. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to do what, what is in my control. And then I'm going to surrender. Yeah. So am I making sense? Oh, yeah. Totally I rambling. think of instances when I felt that second one of love. Like I'm going to, to really let God take this from me because I clearly can't right. can't do this on my own. And so I do step into that really hard thing and give it. And then the next day it's like, oh, no, this isn't going <laughs> to work. What did I do? <laughs> what did next, I do? The fear comes back up, right? So it's like I can even really t- show up in the way I want to and try really hard and still show up the next day and have to be like, what in the heck am I doing? Right. Like calm yes. the crap down. <laughs> but but what you just said, Ashton, is one of the most powerful tools, which is you're saying, oh my gosh, I'm in fear, yeah. calm down. So just, just becoming aware and recognizing that you're going back to that fear yeah. after doing something courageous and out of love, you're, 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 that, that's the key to it. What we're not talking about is how to never have fear in your life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Wait, 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 wait. But <laughs> it would be so much easier without fear. If you didn't have fear in your life, you'd probably die. Because <laughs> you'd go jump off a cliff or something. Oh, my god! Wouldn't gosh. have any fear about it, right? So fear is a good thing. It's there for our survival. Um, but what's important is learning how to manage it and direct it into something useful and and something that you want in your life as opposed to just staying there and staying stuck ending up in anxiety yeah and yeah i used to think um for me fear like if i would speak my fears and you know as i'm beginning to learn this process that by doing so it would help me eliminate the pain of those things happening right so like Mm -hmm. i'm going to accept them and then i'm going to name them and then they're not going to happen right 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 (laughs) right and it's like Actually, they might. They still they might, might happen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so if I if I accept that, then I'm controlling it to not not to happen. That's what you're saying. However, Ashlyn, there is and and what you're describing is not this, which is what which is facing your fear. So when you're saying I'm going to accept that, so it won't happen, <laughs> that's you you in denial still, <laughs> thinking that you have have control. control, right? As opposed to you know what I am not. I am not um, ignorant to the reality that that thing could happen. Yeah. And I will face that reality because it could happen. And and you know what? In your mind, you're already starting to deal with it. Like, if it does happen, what will happen? Yep. How can I deal with it? I can move forward. So facing fear is a great way to get rid of fear. Stepping into the fire is a great way to not get burned. It sounds crazy. It does. It, yeah. Until you actually do it, 
it's like it's all the cliche things you hear and it's like but that doesn't actually work it does work it does work it absolutely does work that person who shames a great example because all shame is 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 a fear of rejection and abandonment um if i if i'm standing in front of a room and let's say my let, let's say that i i'm feeling inadequate and unprepared uh, and, and i'm supposed to speak to people it would kill that shame by me saying, you know what, you guys, I'm totally unprepared today. I just want to own that. Now I'm going to jump into this talk, right? So, so if I, that's facing that fear, right? As opposed to just pretending like I am prepared or, or you know, overcompensating in some other way, then I'm just spinning in that fear still. You know, you touch on shame being, the, being about the fear of rejection and the fear of abandonment. Um, I, I, that was totally me, right? The being like ultimately rejected by Ashlyn. And what's interesting is I, I was rejected as a 13 year old in seventh grade by Amy Isaacson. And sorry, I Amy. think I know, I know, poor Amy. I know I She's outed her. She broke up with me. <laughs> and, and I, and, and I think that, that, uh, hey, good for you, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> you did some good in the world. <laughs> But that fear, I think, is probably one of the reasons why in, in our relationship that, that fear of being rejected was um, was so prominent. But, again, my stuff, what's interesting is, um, I'm just thinking here, if I, I lived in so much fear, right, of Ashlyn rejecting me. Like, so, so much fear. And I would act out to say shit, to soothe that fear, and I would act out just to make that fear come to fruition and yes. everything in between, yes. right? But if I deal with and face the ultimate fear, Brandon, which is the fear of being rejected by my partner, right? What's the likely outcome of, I mean, we kind of touched on it already, but what's the likely outcome of all the other uh, fears that, that pop up on the periphery? Well, I, I love how you, you teed up that question because if I dealt with, like in my marriage, if I dealt with the fear that my wife could reject me and leave me. Um, and, and when I say dealt with that, meaning I came to terms with the reality. You faced it, you played it out that to that conclusion. That could happen, okay. right? Um, and, and if I really face that reality and I come to, to peace with the fact that that could happen, it doesn't mean that if it did happen, I wouldn't feel pain. I'd feel a ton of pain. Right. Um, but... If I face that reality, then I can show up honestly. I can show up strong in that relationship. And her wanting to leave me and wanting to not be in a relationship with me, that decreases significantly because now I'm a partner who is authentic, who's who's honest, who's boundaried, um, and, and who's happy within myself, right? Because... I have dealt with those fears. I'm not afraid to be me in that relationship. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I'm on the other end of that and I'm constantly trying to prove myself to be loved, to get her to love me, to want me to, then there's all these other consequences to that. The intimacy in that relationship is not going to be very good right. at all. So That's really interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. Fear ruled my world, ruled my world, and um, we began to name... The, the narrative of fear, the fear cycling spike based upon uh, Lucy's experience in therapy and dealing with her own trauma. 
and that's been a really important thing is to realize for me that thinking worst case scenario is not reality and to see it for what it is and to recognize it and to dismiss it and to be firmly grounded in what reality really is. Right. Pima Shodron, she's a, she's a monk. Um, she, and she's on Oprah's super soul. Yeah. I was just listening to that this morning, actually. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. And she says all of our uh, suffering comes from our attempts to put ground under our feet Mm. um, where we're constantly trying to make sure that we're okay. And um, our, our, uh, you know, if we can accept the groundlessness of our situation, the, the fact of the matter is we're all vulnerable to, to being hurt. And, you know, I, I, I say to, to my clients sometimes, I'm like, the reality, I mean, the proof that, that God, um, that God's all about us being vulnerable is lightning. Because seriously, I could just be walking anywhere and zap, you're dead, done. You know, like wh- what I mean by that is we're all prone to something. Something can happen to us. A, a spouse could leave us. Something bad could happen. And what Pima Chodron was saying is that peace is found in that groundlessness. It's found in the acceptance that that, that this life isn't isn't constant okayness, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Does, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Um, I keep asking Constant you that Constant okayness. <laughs> it makes sense. It ma- thank you. <laughs> but it's like it we're, not meant to, we're not meant to always be in a state of everything's okay. Not at all. Yeah. There's nothing about we're, life it, on it, there, this there's earth There's this like space that. between, because we're, we're, we're constantly striving for security. We want to be secure. We want to know. But if, if we get pure comfort... Let's say I sat in my house all day long, played video games, and ate donuts, and just was purely comfortable doing that all day long. I and mean, I could that, go for that donuts. Knew all that day. I could do that for the rest <laughs> of my life. Yeah. Right. Um, that okay. That that security. Right. I'm numbing out with sugar and video games, and I got a roof over my head, and that's great. But there's this other side, which is the vulnerable side. Um, I want growth in my life. Yeah. I want progress. I want purpose. And in order to have that, then I'm going to have to step into the uncomfortable. And if I can if I can love the uncomfortable and embrace that, then fear I'm resilient to fear. Um fear will come, but I'll be able to step through that and face it as it comes because I've let go of all the outcomes. Right. So, I love it. Okay. So, do we have any tips on we're maybe catching ourselves in this fear spiral, fear cycle, whatever you want to call it. Um, I know I have things that help me. I'm sure you both Physical have manifestations me. for me. Like if I, 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 I think my fear shows up in like my chest. So recognizing like where physical it, cues of mm-hmm. where it shows up, meaning like I start to get like really intense or my, my vision goes not, not literally, but like to tunnel vision where I'm just like solely focused on that one thing. Um, and uh, I'll feel like fire, like tightness in my chest. And um, sometimes it's not inflammatory, but it's just like, oh. And then I realize that I, and that cues me into, oh, I am thinking worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah. So your your thoughts, your behaviors, your other emotions, and your, your physical. Um, so all those things will help you get aware of, of fear in and and put a word to it. I like, hey, there's spike, or mm-hmm. or just say, oh, there's my fear. Yeah. Um. You know, notice that you're clenching your jaw and and clenching your fist, and um, you're thinking about doing something crazy, and 
um, you have an emotion of sadness that goes along with fear a lot of times mm-hmm. or anger or whatever. And, and it's like, okay, there it is. That's fear. I, I notice it. Mm-hmm. Once you can notice it, become aware of it, um, then, then acknowledge it. So you, you acknowledge that is fear. Um, next, accept it. Like, see it. Okay, I accept that I, I'm in fear right now. And it, it sounds backwards to get out of your fear, except that you have that fear. Yeah. I accept it. Um, For me, it's just, I've noticed when I speak it to whether it's my safe people or to Kobe in those, like whoever I need to speak it to, right? Mm-hmm. If I don't journal it first, it doesn't help me. I've found for me, yeah, I yeah, have yeah. to write it down first. And it's like, I have to see how crazy I sound. Right. Like I'm making up worst case scenario with not a lot of truth. I'm letting my mind run wild and then I can take it. I think what you're doing, Ashton, I think it's really important is instead of reacting on that person at that time or projecting it, um, you're flushing it out onto a piece of paper so you can see it. Um, for me, I have a couple of people that I can call and be crazy. And, <laughs> and they're like, okay, he's just processing through. Like, you know, so if I have an issue with, with, you know, with Bob, I can call Tim over here and I can just process it through and then I can go deal with Bob, right? Yeah. Um, but you need those safe relationships mm-hmm. in order to do that, where they know what you're doing, they love you, they'll process it with you and they'll listen. Yeah, I have so. a friend who will... I mean, she's done a lot of work and probably more work than I have. Um, Let's compare, you know, Um, (laughs) but she is my safe place. Yet she still calls me out. And I feel good for her really safe in that Mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't dare call me out because they're like, oh, she's got this podcast. But the truth is I'm superhuman. I am a superhuman. (laughs) I'm not totally (laughs) human. You're a superhuman, but she's better than you. (laughs) (laughs) No, like I have my own crap and I really appreciate when she's loving and accepting and she'll listen to the crazy, but also say like, Right now, I can see that you're processing it, and it's painful. Right, good for but her. But hey, maybe this is what you need. Totally, it's awesome, guys. We're glad you're here. Um, love to have you rate and review. That helps the podcast to be found by people who really need it and are searching. Also, remember the re-release of the course "Shattered to Thriving" has a discount code. That discount code is Holiday, all caps, all caps, and that's good through. Halloween night, October 31st. So if you want to get uh, a, a, uh, what is it, 40%? 40% discount on that course. Uh, You never know when you're going to need it. That will be available to you through October 31st. So glad you're here, guys. Happy Halloween.